It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. The top stories tonight. The District Court finds six people who fled from Polytechnic University during unrest in 2019 guilty of rioting. NPC Standing Committee Delegate Tam Yu Chung says China's top legislative body would have to interpret the law if Hong Kong's Court of Final Appeal were to allow a British lawyer to represent Jimmy Lai. And police say they're carrying out further investigations into the row over the use of a song associated with violent protests in place of the national anthem at a recent rugby competition in South Korea. The District Court has found six people who fled from Polytechnic University during unrest in 2019 guilty of rioting. The six who were arrested at the Science Museum on November the 18th of that year denied taking part in any riot, with some saying they went to the university for innocent and lawful reasons. But Deputy Judge Colin Wong said the defendants must have known a riot was taking place at the site and that they stayed to boost the momentum of the crowd with the intention of taking part. Sentencing has been adjourned to December the 10th. Hong Kong's sole delegate to the National People's Congress Standing Committee says China's top legislative body would need to interpret the need to interpret the law in the event of an overseas lawyer being admitted in a national security case. His comments come ahead of Hong Kong's top court announcing on Monday whether it will grant leave for an appeal that seeks to ban a British lawyer from representing the former media tycoon Jimmy Lai at his trial. Tam Yu Chung said he was simply expressing his view and denied that he was pressuring the court of final appeal. National secrets in the matter of foreign forces may be involved during the case's trial, so I think foreign lawyers should not be allowed to take part in it. If the situation remains unchanged, there is no other way but for the NPCSC to interpret the law and make adjustments regarding the issue. The Commissioner of Police, Raymond Sue, says the force is carrying out a thorough investigation into the use of another song in place of the national anthem at a rugby competition earlier this month. The incident happened in South Korea and the song mistakenly played was associated with the violent protests of 2019. Mr Sue said officers had spoken to staff members of the Hong Kong Rugby Union and collected their communication records. Meanwhile, the Secretary for Culture, Sports and Tourism, Kevin Young, said that so far the mix-up doesn't appear to be politically motivated. Based on the information and the uh, evidence we have on hand and also based on the explanation from the Asia rugby and also the world rugby, at this stage we have no evidence to show that there is any political move behind the incidents. But at the same time, the police is still carrying out its investigation, so uh, we could not really come to a conclusion until we see the investigation of the police. Booster shots that protect against both the highly infectious Omicron variant and the original COVID strain will be available to the public from next month. The government made the announcement after around 770,000 doses of the so-called bivalent shots arrived here yesterday. But the Secretary for the Civil Service, Ingrid Young, who is in charge of the COVID vaccination programme, said these BioNTech jabs will only be available as an option for people getting a fourth dose. The bivalent vaccine is only uh, for those who are having their fourth dose. Those who are having their first to third dose, they would not have this choice of bivalent vaccine or the, uh, or the one that have, we have already been using. So only those who are taking the fourth dose uh, need to choose between uh, the bivalent or the, or the old one. 
Macau says it has renewed the licences of its six major casino operators, Violet Wong reports. The six current operators, SJM, Galaxy, Malco, MGM, Win and Sense, have submitted renewal applications. But a firm linked with Malaysian gaming and resource giant Genting had put in a surprise bid. It was turned down, with the Justice Minister saying the government wanted more emphasis on diversifying the SAL's economy. Gambling accounts for over 80% of revenue, and with most players coming from the mainland, it has been hit hard by the pandemic. The government said it would negotiate details with the operators and the new licences would take effect from next year. A look at the weather, mainly cloudy with a few rain patches, temperatures between 23 and 25 degrees, moderate east to southeasterly winds. It's currently 23 degrees with humidity of 84%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Mainland authorities say they've launched an investigation into the former national team football coach Lee Tie, with the ex-Premier League player being suspected of serious violations of the law. Ida Au reports. A statement on the website of a mainland provincial government said Lee was being probed by a disciplinary arm within the General Administration of Sport, but did not specify his alleged offences. One of China's most recognisable football players, the 45-year-old, played for Premier League side Everton between 2002 and 2006 and made more than 90 appearances for his country. Lee took charge of the national team in 2020 but stepped down last year during a poor World Cup qualifying campaign. Ukraine is marking the 90th anniversary of the Holodomor, a man-made famine that killed millions of people during Soviet rule in the early 1930s. Mass starvation occurred after the Kremlin leader Joseph Stalin ordered the seizure of grain and other foodstuffs. The BBC's Paul Moss explains. Stalin had a particular resentment of rural people at the time, the peasantry. He had tried to collectivise agriculture, to move people into giant farms where instead of working for themselves, they worked for the greater good. And guess what? That didn't work. Harvests plunged. He could at that point have rethought the whole idea, but he didn't. Instead, he blamed the peasants themselves. He said they were hoarding food, hoarding grain. But Stalin also had a particular fear, perhaps hatred, of Ukrainians. There'd always been this, or some Ukrainians, there'd always been a strong nationalist movement there. Many people back then did not want to be part of the old Soviet Union, wanted to be an independent country. Iranian activists say at least four protesters were killed and ten injured in clashes in the southeastern city of Zahedan on Friday. Iranian security forces opened fire on protesters soon after Friday prayers. The country's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, praised Iran's Bazij militia for their role in suppressing nationwide protests. You saw in these recent matters that the persecuted people of Basij sacrificed themselves to prevent the nation from succumbing to the force of a group of killers, rebels, illiterate, enslaved people. They sacrificed themselves to prevent the cruelty of others. The former Prime Minister of Pakistan, Imran Khan, has appeared before hundreds of thousands of supporters who had gathered in the city of Rawalpindi. It was his first public appearance since being shot early this month. Huge crowds waving red and green flags and turning on the lights of their mobile phones have, th- have thronged the streets of the city where Pakistan's influential military has its headquarters. Mr Khan's spokesman, Rauf Hassan, said the former Premier would return, would return to power. 
Well, we have a deep-set faith, you know, that he's going to be back, and this time, hopefully, with a two-third majority, so that we can bring about fundamental changes in the system. The military must stay out. They have absolutely no role to play in, in, in the political domain. They must stay out. And so if they stay out and the elections are free and fair, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that Khan is going to return with a two-third majority. Japan's most prestigious higher education institution, Tokyo University, has announced it will double its number of female professors. Currently, only 16% of its academic staff are women. The BBC's Michael Bristol reports. In the world's richer countries, on average, nearly half of university teachers are women, but not in Japan. To address this imbalance, Tokyo University plans to hire an additional 300 female staff members over the next five years. But even if it achieves that goal, it would still be well behind other developed nations. Tokyo University also wants to increase the number of female students, who currently make up just one in five undergraduates. These figures reveal a persistent bias against women in Japanese society, particularly in professional occupations. A rescue operation is underway on the Italian island of Isia after a landslide triggered by heavy overnight rain. Mud and debris swept through the hillside town of Casamichola, engulfing a number of houses and dragging cars into the sea. There's uncertainty about casualties. Local officials say there are no confirmed deaths. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The District Court finds six people who fled from Polytechnic University during unrest in 2019 guilty of rioting. NPC Standing Committee Delegate Tam Yu-Ching says China's top legislative body would have to interpret the law if Hong Kong's Court of Final Appeal were to allow a British lawyer to represent Jimmy Lai and police say they're carrying out further investigations into the row over the use of a song associated with violent protests in place of the national anthem at a recent rugby event. The news from RTHK. From the inside, 
Do you want it? Cause these dancing feet don't cry 